Welcome to Love Beyond. This podcast is powered by the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform today. Visit unitedinlove.org forward slash love beyond. Welcome to the Love Beyond podcast, where we are loving like Jesus through loving beyond. My name is Kanita Benson, Director of Intercultural Prayer and Missions for the National Day of Prayer Task Force. I'm also joined by my co-host, Mrs. Kathy Branzell, President of the National Day of Prayer, and Mr. Mark Slaughter, Evangelist and Director of Evangelistic Partnerships for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. This is a space for which crucial conversations will take place that will strengthen the church to walk in unity as the Word of God mandates for the people of God. Love Beyond is powered by United in Love, an initiative of the National Day of Prayer Task Force, birthed to bring the body of Christ together toward prayer, care, share, living. We're so excited about today's episode. We're talking about prayer, care, share, living through outreach with City Reachers. Grateful to have Mr. John Kiefer and Mr. Alan Doswald from City Reachers joining us today. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you. With you. Absolutely. Well, we're really, really just eager to hear more about what City Reachers is. There are different kinds of missions and outreach that take place to advance the body of Christ, to fulfill the work of discipleship. Why don't you, John, just give us some information uh, for our listeners to give us context about City Reachers? How did you become involved with it? And maybe share some more about the vision of this ministry. Well, personally, I've only been involved on a national level for about uh, 11 years, but the movement goes back probably 30 or 40 years in the U.S., and the concept really is the idea of the body of Christ, all true believers and Christians coming together in unity to love on their city and to evangelize and disciple, uh, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. So it's the idea of every sector of a city or community coming together. Together, not just the church leaders, but church leaders alongside Christian business leaders, alongside those who are Christians in education and government, coming together to pray, build relationship, and discover God's strategy to reach everyone in their community. That's powerful. That's so powerful. One of the things I think I'm thinking about um, when I hear you share more about it is the uniqueness of what a city reacher is in comparison to other kinds of outreach ministry that are national or even global missions. Could you talk about that uniqueness and what signifies what a city reacher is and does? Yeah, I think it really comes down to more about collaboration. So we respect and appreciate and value all the different parts of the body of Christ in our community, different congregational missions and ministry missions, But we want to see that come together in unity and love Mm. uh, to just shower and saturate our cities and our communities with the gospel in word and in deed. Mm. So it's it's really a collaborative effort. You know, one of the differences is when you're talking about international or national level, it's a large movement. It's a large organization. And usually you can give them money. And pray for them. And that's about it. Because they're not there. I'm not in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. I'm not in 
you know, uh, rural Mississippi or something like that. Right. The difference is in city reaching is it's us working together. It's us. It's not us paying someone else to do our work. It's us doing it together. So you have to learn to work together. You have to learn to, to overcome those barriers and work together in your community. And that's exciting. Uh, and so it's a different, it's just a different way of doing ministry. Well, Alan, I love that uh, comment too. It, it really comes down to the local level, doesn't it? And, and that's right. what's so beautiful about city reachers of how, uh, it's a grassroots, local, bridge-building kind of a movement between mm -hmm. various parts of the body of Christ in a city. Um, Alan, you, you're in Fresno, and and uh, and and I know uh, John, you're in Wisconsin, in Appleton area. Uh, uh, I wonder, John. Uh, well, let's say Alan, for example. Um, think about the grassroots level uh, there in Fresno. How does grassroots, local kind of bridge-building efforts really bring lasting kingdom impact to a whole city region like that? Fresno has about 500 churches. We're actually the largest inland city in California. So we think of ourselves as a, just a farm community, but we're quite a large city. And there wasn't a lot of collaboration or working together. And the Lord led us in 1982, I'm sorry, 1992, to do our first prayer summit. Mm. And 45 pastors went to the mountains for four days. Now we only go for two days. I guess pastors are weaker now than they used to be, but uh, we went for four days, and when I got back from the summit, one of my cynical friends said, uh, did you start new ministries? I said, no. Did you start a new movement? No. Well, what was the point of your prayer summit? And I thought about it, and I said, 45 pastors became best friends. Now you watch what happens. Mm. Psalm 133 says, when we're in unity, God is pleased and he commands his blessing. And that was what we call the kickoff to start a decade of prayer where all kinds of spiritual proliferation began to take place in various forms in our city. That is so powerful, oh, Alan. So and to think of 45 years of deep friendship and collaboration, that's lasting kingdom impact. So that, that's a powerful picture of that. Um, I, you know, I, you, you both have your hands on the, uh, on the grassroots and your fingers on the pulse of the needs of your cities and across the nation. But as you look at your cities and the city reaching movement across the country, uh, what are some of the really, you know, pressing issues that are currently facing the church as we try to prepare and collaborate together and overcome barriers? What are some of the really key issues that you see uh, our city reachers are facing in their cities? Yeah, I'll jump in on this one. Um, at a national level, I, I think we're seeing a lot of similarities across cities. And I think what uh, COVID has done is it's put kind of a magnifying glass on this. And some of the deficiencies in I, the, the church in America, there is a, a lack of unity. And although we have pockets of unity, mm -hmm. um, there's still a lot of brokenness and fragmentation. And then, of course, with some of the social justice issues emerging uh, with uh, Black Lives Matter and such, um, it's just really shown some horrible flaws for lack of unity, lack of preparedness, lack of relationship. And um, so you ask, what are some of the greatest needs uh, that's being magnified through COVID in our cities, especially and in particularly some neighborhoods where the church um, had the wrong paradigm, but this has created an opportunity to reset 
and say, we need to repent of some of our old methods of trying to do it. See, the mission hasn't changed. The message hasn't changed. But we have an opportunity to reset here in how we're going to love our communities. And it begins with us in prayer and in building these relationships that last and then going out and sharing the love of Christ with our city. So I think John hit it on the head in terms of relationships that last. It's been said that uh, 11 o'clock Sunday morning is the most segregated hour of the week. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's true because left to ourselves, birds of a feather flock together. We always go gather with people that are most like us and have most in common, so you have to be intentional. In Fresno, the Lord led us to of course, this is after having John Perkins come to our city for years and years and years. I worked for 10 years at an all-black high school in Youth for Christ in Fresno. And every year I bring John Perkins in to speak. So he sowed a lot of good seed in our city. And now we have a movement called Moving Unity Forward to help pastors and parachurch leaders and Christian leaders go beyond shaking hands at a Martin Luther King breakfast once a year to actually <laughs> becoming friends. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, right now 60 or 70 uh, uh, people, leaders across racial, socioeconomic, denominational lines uh, learning to become friends through small groups, and interacting and just getting to know one another. I believe you overcome racism through proximity. After you're around people for a while, they're your friends. Uh, the, the color distinctive that separates you drops off. Well, that's one of the duties of this podcast, to be honest, Alan, that uh, it's about loving beyond our differences, love, showing the love of Jesus right. beyond our divisions, our differences, and, and, uh, and having the hard conversations in a loving and respectful way. And so you sure modeled that. I'm curious, uh, John, in your context, both locally in the state of Wisconsin, but nationally, are there other examples you'd have of... Uh, Kind of key initiatives that have been happening that demonstrate that kind of loving beyond our differences? Yeah, I, I think one of the initiatives that excites me is obviously there's more prayer happening now than ever. And although a lot of it's gone to this format of Zoom, um, there's a lot of, there's an explosion of prayer. Yeah. And that tells me God is up to something great. And uh, just uh, Tuesday this week, uh, we have a weekly prayer meeting every Tuesday morning from 7.30 to 8.30. We pray for the state of Wisconsin. And we have representatives from different cities all across the state. And a gentleman from uh, the Milwaukee area joined us uh, this Tuesday morning. And it was so great to have him on the call uh, representing um, a troubled city. You know, Milwaukee is, uh, is, is a tough city. Uh, but for him to come on and for us to encourage and support him in prayer and for him to be able to come and present some of the needs uh, for mentoring in the inner city in Milwaukee, um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see faithful servants doing the ongoing work of just reaching out and pouring their lives into young people. Um, so, you know, these are some of those ongoing movements that I say, yay, God, <laughs> we want more of that in all of our cities. So good. And, you know, this is good news. Uh, I, I pray that our audience is just applauding and uh, giving God praise and thanks to hear about people coming together. You know, we touched a little bit um, about division. You know, I think this the past 12 months have divided us in so many ways. 
Um, but beyond the last 12 months, we have gone back. We've all been friends for a really long time. We've all been servants together for a really long time. We talk about uh, that we move at the speed of trust, and we've built a lot of trust together in our ministry time together. So help our audience understand. Some people are just going, I don't even know where to start because I feel like we've prayed out that there's been this um this, you know, divisiveness, even within the church. And so beyond politics and our ideologies and even our denominations, um, race, ethnicity, let's just talk about the church. Let's come home for a minute. And can you guys share how churches, how ministries that for so many years have had a language of mine, my, my members, my donors, my you know, my, 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 how do you start creating um, more of a conversation of our city, our community, our mission field? Um, how, how, how has that worked out through city reaching? Yeah, I, I think the key text for us is John 17. You know, Jesus's high priestly prayer for us that we would be one as he and the father are one, that the world would know that God did, in fact, send his son. And so it's kind of coming back to that theology of oneness in the Trinity and his prayer for us to be one. And to see the body of Christ not as just my own little kingdom, my little congregation, my little ministry, but to see that um, it's God's kingdom that we're after here. And I need to lay down my ego. I need to go lay down uh, my vision to say, God, what's your vision for the city? And let's collaborate together with other uh, believers uh, to see that happen. And if we follow Jesus' injunction here of unity and and prayer and love, um, I think that's what foundationally is going to make the difference in our city. So it's like Alan said earlier, it's that intentionality of building relationships of people different from myself. So I'm not just working within my denomination. I'm reaching out across the aisle to someone that might even have a political uh, stance that's different from mine, uh, to come together in Christ. And that, that's, that's the beautiful thing here is John 17 is all about in Christ, in God, the glory that God has given Christ, he's given us. If we understand our glory doesn't come from having more numbers or a bigger budget or a bigger building, our glory comes from God through Christ. Our oneness, our unity is in him. So foundationally, we teach that, we live that, we respect that, we live into that. Mm, Alan, what would you like to add to that? You know, I'm not a great believer in events. I've been in ministry for almost 50 years now, and I've seen events come and go, and events takes place, and everyone says, that was wonderful, and then they go back to business as usual. Events that catalyze something that's going to be ongoing and really, the word is not events, it's relationships change cities, not events. Events can call people together to begin relationships. We've done pastor prayer summits one or two a year for almost 30 years now. Right after our first summit, we started a weekly pastor prayer meeting at a certain church every Tuesday, 8 to 9. It's still going at that church, 8 to 9, for almost 30 years now. And Since COVID started and we went on Zoom, it's twice as big as it was before. I guess people are desperate for something to do. And so uh, (laughs) it's been been a growing 
uh, a growing thing where we get together and we build relationships. And uh, that's, that's really the key, really the key, because if something's going on in the city and it's affecting my friend across the city, I'll get involved. If it's just this another city thing, maybe I won't. You talked about division. Race has not been, I don't think, the main divider in the church in Fresno this year. Well, maybe it has been because we made a decision at the beginning not to judge churches for opening too soon or closing uh, or, or staying closed too long. Or any, we, we decided we're not going to let this could have brought great disunity as churches broke the law and started opening in violation of the public health laws. But we decided we weren't going to let it happen. And so it it has kind of come and gone now and it has not divided us. But we have to make decisions like that. Otherwise, will any number of things, the enemy can use any number of things to divide us and to put a wedge between us, because if he can, he wins. Right, and he'll even use uh, us. He'll use our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, to, to divide Usually. so many things. And you can imagine, of course, uh, with being the National Day of Prayer Task Force, we are so excited to hear all this conversation about prayer. Uh, our prayers move the hands that move the universe. Everything uh, beginning in prayer, saturated in prayer, carried through in prayer, um, relationship is built in prayer. I often say the greatest way to show someone you love them begins with praying for them. We're supposed to speak blessings, not curses. Uh, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. And, um, and so love begins in prayer. But I know also that we're in our prayer closets and God says, okay, I've heard your prayer. Now get out there. And Alan and John, you guys are great. Get out there, people. City Reachers are great. Prayer, care, share, people. Um, they are the hands and feet. As, as our prayers move God's hands and heart, he moves us. And so share with us um, here for just a, a couple of minutes, each of you, ways that compassion uh, love in action. Love is a verb. We've been saying that for years. Love is a verb. Um, love is our character, but then it overflows and into a verb. Show, tell us how um, the care-share piece, John, let's start with you, it is, is being lived out in your area. Give us some ideas. Well, obviously, it starts at home. You know, if I'm not obeying Jesus and loving my wife like mm -hmm. Christ loves the church, uh, foundationally, the whole thing is, is a sham. Uh, so that's really where the character is revealed. When nobody's watching, it's not for my glory. It's just being obedient. Because he loves me so much, <clears throat> I want my wife to know that love. And then, of course, it goes into my neighborhood. And uh, so here in Wisconsin, we get some nasty snowstorms. And I noticed that my neighbor, um, they took away his snow tractor, uh, probably for repair, and the next day a snowstorm hit. So the obvious thing is compassion is, you know, he's 90 years old. He's not going to shovel up his driveway. And I've got my snowblower out anyway. I'm just going to, I'm going to plow him out. And I, I think that's just a very practical way to show this care, this compassion. Um, I see a need. Um, I just go meet that need. And that has opened doors for relationship that was very strained when we first moved into the, the neighborhood 
but now there's there's a mutual love and respect there, and that I believe will one day open up the door for me to share the gospel. So, uh, little acts of kindness um, in your neighborhood really is what we're talking about here. Alan, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I wrote a book about this, and it's called uh, Years Years Ago. There was an article about Fresno churches working together in Christianity today. And so people read that in about eight different cities, send delegations to Fresno to ask about our business plan. And I said, this isn't a business. I don't even know what a business plan is. And uh, they said, do you have a copy of strategic plan? I said, we don't have a strategic plan. They said, do you have a, can we have a copy of your plan? I said, we don't have a plan. And then they said they were very disappointed. They had spent the money to fly to Fresno. And then um, I said, what we do is we pray And then we do the next thing. And when God shows us what to do, we plan that very well. But we don't plan a bunch of ministries that may not even be of the Lord. And so that's why I wrote that book. In Fresno, we had, God has led us to start 50 ministries since 1982. Ministries and movements to make a difference in our city. So there's a myriad of ways, but one of the biggest was Love Incorporated, Love in the Name of Christ. It's a national organization, about 150 cities. A lot of people don't know about it, but it is the single best thing I've seen, organization I've seen, to organize churches that are filled with carpenters and and they have food and clothing and they have everything the city needs, except no one knows how to tap into it. And we need to know that the need is legitimate so we can meet real needs, and that's what Love, Inc. does. And so we started that three years after we started ESA. We started Love, Inc., and I had the opportunity to start about 35 other cities, uh, train them to start Love, Inc. That's the best I've seen to organize the huge giant of resources to be relevant to their city. Mm, that's great you know because we really here at the love beyond podcast we want love to live beyond the podcast uh, we we when we say goodbye um there's this so what now what moment and so um john could you just tell us if somebody right now is like i want that kind of love i want to reach my city could you just uh very briefly just talk about how, how would you get city reaching started? What would you do if you wanted to become a city reacher? How could that love live beyond this podcast? Well, I'd certainly tap into these resources and direct people <clears throat> to some of the you know outstanding city reaching movements across the country just to get educated on baseline. And uh, then we, we of course move to prayer. If you can, if you don't have a prayer summit for your church leadership, you need to initiate that. And again. International Renewal Ministries, there's so many wonderful prayer ministries out there that can help facilitate getting pastors and church leaders together for prayer, building those relationships in that context, and uh, and then decide together, like, well, what is the best method here? What are the greatest needs? And that will be revealed in prayer. God will show you what the greatest need is, whether it's a homelessness issue or a division in the body of Christ over race, or whatever the issue is in your city, God will bring that to light, and he'll show you the unique local resources necessary to build on that. And if it's not provided locally, there's all of these national resources that are available. And uh, so through um, United in Love, 
we're going to have posted all of those resources to get it going. But again, it's local leadership, it's local money, it's grassroots, bottom-up, Holy Spirit-led um, movement. And find out who are those key leaders that have a like-mindedness and a like-heartedness for unity and prayer in relationship and reaching out with the love of Christ for your community. It's per personally taking responsibility for your geography. You're not waiting for the government to come in. You're not waiting for your denomination to do it. You're personally taking responsibility for your sphere of influence and working together with others in your community around that common mission. That's so, so good, John. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and because no great movement of God happens apart from prayer, it all starts there. We want to know, Alan, could you share with us what are ways that our listeners can be praying uh, for city reachers and for these localities in our nation uh, that need our intercession? Could you share a little bit more about that for us? We in, we in Fresno like to pray for God to raise up leaders. And uh, we don't like to pick leaders because we're not good at it. We're not a shepherd. We're just sheep. And so we pray to the shepherd to lead us. And uh, like I, I really agree with John's uh, answer there that, that we need to pray. And uh, we need to pray that God would raise up leaders. In other words, it could be the most unlikely person like that shepherd boy out there, David, uh, watching sheep. No one would have thought of him. He was in the lower 40. And... Uh, Pray that God would raise up leaders and give them vision, because once you have vision, then you can begin to share it. When God gave the vision to me to help organize the church in Fresno to work together, I wrote the vision down. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write down your vision and make it plain so the herald can run with it. And so I did that. It wasn't very plain. A friend of mine helped me make it more plain. And then I visited 60 pastors and leaders before we ever started the ministry. And the ones that were excited and owned that vision, they became board members. The rest, they waited. Later, they added on. And uh, share the vision. Gather people that have similar vision. Pray, pray, pray. God will lead you to do things. God will raise up leaders. If we have our antenna up, our spiritual antenna, to hear God, to know what he's doing, then we can just go with his flow. And yeah. uh, he's a great shepherd, and we're dumb sheep at best. But we can, the, the thing, good thing about sheep is they know how to follow a shepherd. And so that's what we need to do. And God will do great things in our cities. Amen. Amen. I love that. I would love for you because with every Love Beyond podcast episode, we are ending them in prayer. And so we'd love for you, Alan, just to uh, close us out in prayer today. Uh, praying for our cities that are in so need of unity because of the body of Christ coming together, uh, as we talked about today in John 17, that we would embody that um, and that we would carry out this mission as God has intended us in our spheres of influence um, in obedience to the great commission that we've been given. So would you just pray over our time today? Lord, we pray, Lord, that we would submit ourselves to you we thank you, Lord, that uh, 
in almost every city. The church is the largest company in that city. It has more buildings, it has more people, it has more resources, and most of them are locked away. And Lord, we pray that you would unleash the church onto our cities. We pray that you would raise up leaders. We pray that you would touch people in their quiet times to to stand up and make a difference. And you would help us work together across racial, socioeconomic, denominational lines, and even especially generational lines, which we have the most difficulty uh, in working together across generations. And Lord, we just pray that you would bring us together, help us work together, help us to be a witness uh, to the world of love and unity among ourselves. And we pray that many would come to Christ. Bless my brothers and sisters on this call. So many others serving you, Lord. Guide us, help us to listen to you and follow you closely. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. We are just so challenged and excited about all that we've discussed today. And we want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Love Beyond podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes that will ignite your hearts to live towards a prayer, care, share lifestyle. Why don't you share this episode with someone on your social media platforms so that others can be informed about how to live on mission uh, in obedience to what God is calling us to do. Follow the United in Love initiative at unitedinlove.org or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. God bless everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. We invite you to take this moment into a movement. Go live love beyond.